chapter twenty nine of supplements to the third book from the world as will and idea volume three by arthur schopenhauer translated by r b haldane and j kemp this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine supplements to the third book et is similis spectatori est quod ab omni separatus spectaculum videt upnecat volume one page three o four chapter twenty nine on the knowledge of the ideas the intellect which has hitherto only been considered in its original and natural condition of servitude under the will appears in the third book in its deliverance from that bondage with regard to which however it must at once be observed that we have not to do here with a lasting emancipation but only with a brief hour of rest an exceptional and indeed only momentary release from the service of the will as this subject has been treated with sufficient fullness in the first volume i have here only to add a few supplementary remarks as then was there explained the intellect in its activity in the service of the will thus in its natural function knows only the mere relations of things primarily to the will itself to which it belongs whereby they become motives of the will but then also just for the sake of the completeness of this knowledge the relations of things to each other this last knowledge first appears in some extent and importance in the human intellect in the case of the brutes on the other hand even where the intellect is considerably developed only within very narrow limits clearly even the apprehension of the relations which things have to each other only takes place indirectly in the service of the will it therefore forms the transition to the purely objective knowledge which is entirely independent of the will it is scientific knowledge the latter is artistic knowledge if many and various relations of an object are immediately apprehended from these the peculiar and proper nature of the object appears ever more distinctly and gradually constructs itself out of mere relations although it itself is entirely different from them in this mode of apprehension the subjection of the intellect to the will at once becomes ever more indirect and less if the intellect has strength enough to gain the preponderance and let go altogether the relations of things to the will in order to apprehend instead of them the purely objective nature of a phenomenon which expresses itself through all relations it also forsakes along with the service of the will the apprehension of mere relations and thereby really also that of the individual thing as such it then moves freely no longer belonging to a will in the individual thing it knows only the essential and therefore its whole species consequently it now has for its object the ideas in my sense which agrees with the original platonic meaning of this grossly misused word thus the permanent unchanging forms independent of the temporal existence of the individuals the species rerum which really constitute what is purely objective in the phenomena an idea so apprehended is not yet indeed the essence of the thing in itself just because it has sprung from knowledge of mere relations yet as a result of the sum of all the relations it is the peculiar character of the thing and thereby the complete expression of the essence which exhibits itself as an object of perception 
comprehended not in relation to an individual will but as it expresses itself spontaneously whereby indeed it determines all its relations which till then alone were known the idea is the root point of all these relations and thereby the complete and perfect phenomenon or as i have expressed it in the text the adequate objectivity of the will at this grade of its manifestation form and colour indeed which in the apprehension of the idea by perception are what is immediate belong at bottom not to the idea itself but are merely the medium of its expression for strictly speaking space is as foreign to it as time in this sense the neoplatonist olympiodorus already says in his commentary on plato's alcibiades kreutzer's edition of proclus and olympiodorus volume two page eighty two to edas metadedoke mentis morphis ti uli amares de an metelaven ex autis tu deestatu that is the idea in itself unextended imparted certainly the form to the matter but first assumed extension from it thus as was said the ideas reveal not the thing in itself but only the objective character of things thus still only the phenomenon and we would not even understand this character if the inner nature of things were not otherwise known to us at least obscurely and in feeling this nature itself cannot be understood from the ideas nor in general through any merely objective knowledge therefore it would remain an eternal secret if we were not able to approach it from an entirely different side only because every knowing being is also an individual and thereby a part of nature does the approach to the inner being of nature stand open to him in his own self-consciousness where as we have found it makes itself known in the most immediate manner as will now what the platonic idea is regarded as a merely objective image mere form and thereby lifted out of time and all relations that taken empirically and in time is the species or kind this then is the empirical correlative of the idea the idea is properly eternal but the species is of endless duration although its appearance upon one planet may become extinct even the names of the two pass over into each other idea edas species kind the idea is the species but not the genus therefore the species are the work of nature the genera the work of man they are mere conceptions there are species naturales but only genera logica of manufactured articles there are no ideas but only conceptions thus genera logica and their subordinate classes are species logicae to what is said in this reference in volume one section forty one i will add here that aristotle also says that the platonists admitted no ideas of manufactured articles oion oikia kai dactulias on ufasin enai edi that is ut domus et annulus quorum ideas dari negant with which compare the scolias page five sixty two and five sixty three of the berlin quarto edition aristotle further says alle per epiton fuse esti dio di ukakos o platon effi oti edi esti oposa fuse that is si quidem ideae sunt 
in i sunt quae natura fiunt propter quod non male plato dixit quod species eorum sunt quae natura sunt on which the scholiast remarks page eight hundred cae tuto aresce cae autois tois tas ideas themenois ton gar upo technis inomenon ideas enai up elegan ala ton upo fuseos that is hac etiam ipsis ideas statuentibus placet non enim arte factorum ideas dari aebant sed natura procreatorum for the rest the doctrine of ideas originated with the pythagoreans unless we distrust the assertion of plutarch in the book de placitis philosophorum fifty one three the individual is rooted in the species and time in eternity and as every individual is so only because it has the nature of its species in itself so also it has only temporal existence because it is in eternity in the following book a special chapter is devoted to the life of the species in section forty nine of the first volume i have sufficiently brought out the difference between the idea and the conception their resemblance on the other hand rests upon the following ground the original and essential unity of an idea becomes broken up into the multiplicity of individual things through the perception of the knowing individual which is subject to sensuous and cerebral conditions but that unity is then restored through the reflection of the reason yet only in abstracto as a concept universale which indeed is equal to the idea in extension but has assumed quite a different form and has thereby lost its perceptible nature and with this its thorough determinateness in this sense but in no other we might in the language of the scholastics describe the ideas as universalia ante rem the conceptions as universalia post rem between the two stand the individual things the knowledge of which is possessed also by the brutes without doubt the realism of the scholastics arose from the confusion of the platonic ideas to which since they are also the species an objective real being can certainly be attributed with the mere concepts to which the realists now wish to attribute such a being and thereby called forth the victorious opposition of nominalism end of chapter twenty nine recording by expatriate in bangor maine